The Durham investigation claims that Hillary Clinton's campaign really was spying on former President Trump. Nancy Pelosi tries to walk back Democrats' support for defunding the police. Plus, Joe Biden is losing independent voters across the country. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the bombshell news that can best be summarized by saying that Trump was right after all. From the moment Trump became president, even before that, actually, the Democrats in the media were trying to bring down Trump by claiming he was some kind of agent of Russia. The so-called Steele dossier, which was actually an opposition research document funded by Hillary Clinton and the DNC, not a law enforcement document regarding an actual investigation, that dossier was used as justification within the swamp-infested Obama White House to spy on Trump campaign officials. Millions upon millions of dollars were used to investigate Trump based on bogus charges, but the Democrats in the media kept right on pushing. The corruption by the left continued into the Trump presidency with FBI officials, intelligence officers, Democrats, and the media colluding to form a narrative of illegal activity where none existed. The government of the United States spied on Trump campaign officials. Now, in news from the Durham report, we are learning that Hillary Clinton's campaign through a tech company spied on Trump's private servers and White House servers as well. White House servers. This is a coup in action, friends, and people need to go to jail. Here's some background. A new legal filing claims Hillary Clinton's campaign paid tech workers to infiltrate Trump Tower and White House servers in an attempt to link the former president to Russia. A portion of that filing reads this, quote, Tech Executive One and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. For those of you not familiar, EOP stands for Executive Office of the President. This company was spying on the President of the United States on behalf of a political party and a political candidate. People need to go to jail. And guess what? None of the establishment news outlets covered this on their Sunday programs. It's like this news just doesn't even exist. Now we know the claims of former President Trump that he were making all along were correct, even though the media would try to discredit him at every single opportunity. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. Well, there's Leslie. no e real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. Donald Trump and William Barr promised that Durham would expose huge corruption, but he hasn't done that. It's apparently an ongoing, concerted Republican and pro Trump project to try to turn the investigation of the Russia scandal into some kind of scandal itself. Oh, no. Okay. Wait till the Durham report comes out. And and then nothing happens, and they just move on to the next conspiracy theory. It is never going to end. And guess what? People who want to believe that BS are going to believe it. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan was asked about Durham's findings, and he showed that this union between the Democrats and agencies within our own government was not just limited to trying to bring down Trump. 
It is an effort, a true collusion, to stop the conservative cause. This is truly unprecedented, truly something that has never happened in the history of our great country. And then when you couple it with the context, the broader context of a few years ago, it was the Democrats go using the IRS to target conservatives. Then it was this issue five years ago with them going after President Trump's campaign. And now we know just four months ago, the Department of Justice has set up this threat tag label and they are putting that threat tag, that label on moms and dads showing up at school board meetings. So when you view it in context, it's even more frightening. Former President Trump issued a statement saying the actions of Hillary Clinton and the Democrats are worse than Watergate. And he's absolutely correct. But here's the deal. With Watergate, you had very senior people go to jail. And America saw the President of the United States forced to resign. What will happen this time? Will anyone actually go to jail? Let me know in the comments. All right, next let's talk about Nancy Pelosi and the defund the police movement. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, let's talk about Nancy Pelosi because she was on ABC on Sunday talking with George Stephanopoulos about a host of issues. One of them was not the Durham report. They just skipped over that one. But one issue that was brought up was rising crime. We are closing in on two years now since the Democrats sent a loud and clear message that police were the enemy. And if you want to riot and loot and vandalize and hurt people, the left won't say a word. As long as you're doing it to promote a false narrative on policing and racism. Violence spread across the country in 2020 and the Democrats said nothing. Not only did they embrace violence, but they targeted our nation's law enforcement officials, making them out to be the bad guys, and the defund the police movement was born. We've seen the results, and many Democrats on the far left keep pushing these policies. As an example, far left Democrat Cori Bush recently posted this on Twitter. My colleagues keep telling us to wait, they keep telling us defunding the police and investing in communities won't work. Well, their policies keep ending up with police murdering black people. Enough patronizing. Listen to the movements that are telling you how to save lives. Breaking news for Cori Bush, defunding the police doesn't work. And that's why some Democrats are freaking out and actually calling for more police. Not necessarily to make the streets safer, but to show their constituents that they are doing something just in time for the elections. They are scrambling because their soft on crime position has led to more violence and more deaths. This brings us to Nancy Pelosi, who tried to convince America this weekend that the Democrats are actually serious about fighting crime. Well, with all the respect in the world for Cory Bush, that is not the position of the Democratic Party. Community safety, to protect and defend in every way, is our oath of office. And I have sympathy, I, we're all concerned about mistreatment of people, and that's why uh, Karen Bass had the Justice and Policing Act, and we would hope to get some of that done, whether it's No Knock or Joe Colt or some of those issues, even if we can't get it all done. But, the, but make no mistake, community safety is our responsibility. Just amazing. Even in that clip, Pelosi is trying to say that the Democrats are tough on crime but she lists initiatives that do nothing to address the incredible spike in crime. They just can't get past their left-wing anti-police narrative. Here's more from Pelosi. I, I quote one of my colleagues 
from New York, Richie, Richie Torres, a brand new member of Congress, way on the left, uh, saying that defund the police is dead. That causes a concern with a few in our caucus. But public safety is our responsibility. Defund the police is dead. How many of you believe that one? It's more like defund the police is going to get us kicked out of office. So we better start pretending really quickly that we actually care about safe communities. Retired New York police detective Oscar Odom was recently on Fox News talking about the defund the police movement. And here's what he had to say about rising crime. When the businesses start suffering even more from different crimes like this, and when people are arrested and they're just let back out, then you're finally going to see an uproar because when people start dying, and as we see, like I said, it must be evidence-based and data-driven, and we see the numbers going up with murders, robberies, and assaults, and eventually people are going to have to sit back and look and say, is this the type of society that I want to live in? What do I actually want? What kind of society do people want? Well, if you look at the polls, they certainly don't want what the Democrats are selling. This leaves Nancy Pelosi and others on the left trying to convince Americans that Democrats care about safe communities, while Democrat communities see sky-high crime. I think the American people have figured this one out. All right, next let's talk about politics and Joe Biden. There's the crime rising all across the country, but there are also a host of other issues that are pulling Biden and the Democrats down. Inflation border crisis, COVID response, foreign policy, energy prices, left-wing spending plans, trying to put the federal government in charge of elections, and on and on. It's all building to a point where independents are turning away from Biden, putting the Democrats in a bad position heading into the midterm elections. Here's the story. Polls show President Biden is losing the support of independent voters, a trend that could make it more difficult for Democrats to hold on to their majorities in the House and Senate. Mr. Biden's support among independent voters has been shrinking for months, and an SSRS poll conducted for CNN is the latest measure of his declining popularity among this crucial voting bloc. Mr. Biden's approval rating among independents sank from as high as 58% last spring to 36%, the February 10th survey found. That's huge. Biden is polling at 36% among independents, and the news just keeps getting worse. I was on Newsmax this past Friday talking about the CNN's latest poll. In that one, a majority of respondents didn't like the job Joe Biden was doing on any issue. A majority doesn't like Biden on anything. He's standing among Democrats has dropped 12 points as well. But the truly bad sign for Biden and the Dems is their failure to deliver on anything and thus alienate independent voters. Here's more. In at least nine states, registered independents outnumber Democrats and Republicans. Gallup reported last month that four in 10 Americans identified themselves as independents in 2021. History tells us that any president's low numbers can have a negative ripple effect through same party candidates in midterms, said Tim Malloy, an analyst for the Quinnipiac University poll. The independents wield huge influence in turbulent times, which we are in now, so laser focus by both parties is on that slice of the electorate. A Harris poll released in late January finds that 57% of those who identified as independents would be more likely to vote for a Republican candidate in the midterm elections than a Democrat. Now, a lot can change between now and November, so it's up to all of us as conservatives 
to reach out and tell people there is an alternative to the policies of Joe Biden and the Democrats. All right, next, wokeness has struck another university. This time, it's not safe spaces or segregated graduations or white privilege classes. It's about language. The left loves to tell us what can and cannot be said. They consider themselves the absolute authority on approved speech. Deviate from their directives, and the ruling elite will come down on you. This time, it's Florida International University, which has put out a language guide to help people be more woke. Here's the story. The Office of Social Justice and Inclusion at Florida International University has released an inclusive language guide on its website that urges the university community to cease using non-inclusive language such as waiter, waitress, and steward, stewardess. The guide instructs the FIU community to replace the term man in words that are exclusive of gender and serves no purpose. For example, freshman, man-made, manhole, and manpower should be replaced with first year, artificial, human-caused, sewer cover, and workforce. Yep, we need to watch out for those human-caused events. Jeez, the stupid thing is, and well, it's all stupid, but you know that if we were all to start using the left-wing list of approved words, then they just change it anyway. It's crazy. But wait, I can't say crazy anymore, according to the FIU language guide. They provide alternatives for crazy now, too. Here's more. As an alternative to saying that person or behavior or thing is crazy, nuts, insane, deranged, demented, the guide suggests that person or behavior or thing is surprising to me. Additionally, readers should describe themselves as sad instead of depressed. The guide categorizes the use of the terms kids, girls, boys as generalizing, demeaning, or discriminatory. To resolve this, it is recommended to say younger person. The guide also categorizes the words homosexuals and sex change as outdated medical terms. Gay people and gender-affirming surgery should be used, according to FIU. What can you even say? I guess the next time Joe Biden does something completely off the rails or incoherent, I'm supposed to just say, hmm, that behavior is surprising to me. It's just ridiculous, but that's the radical left on today's college campuses. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Wednesday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.